Popular furniture store IKEA is doing their part for conservation. I'll tell you how coming up next. And this isn't even a paid story. They didn't pay me a dime. The Daily Detour. Headlines and entertainment on your schedule. Featuring music by our house band, Quickie. And now, your host, Dan Roberts. Welcome into The Daily Detour. I'm Dan Roberts. She just said that. Coming up on today's show, my interview with Ian Bag, master improvisational comedian. Other fun stuff as well, including the first ever, and possibly last, probably so, customer support theater. That's right, a reading of the actual transcript of my text conversation with customer support trying to get HBO Max delivered to my television set. Oh my gosh. But first, let's talk about IKEA, purveyors of fine, tiny furniture that you assemble yourself and delicious Swedish meatballs that you can eat in store while shopping for tiny furniture. IKEA has bought 11,000 acres of United States forest. That's right, this forest comes pre-assembled. Even they like it better when it already comes put together. But but this is a forest in Georgia, and it was in danger of being developed, but IKEA is working with conservation groups to make sure that that never happens. And this isn't the first time. They're doing a lot of things uh, to become a carbon-neutral company. I think one of the things that they're doing that you might have uh, noticed is they're, they're giving you the bare minimum on instructions on how to put your furniture together, saving on paper, which saves trees. Also, they just announced they will begin buying used IKEA furniture from customers for resale, which I think uh, I think they should pay a little bit above market value for the piece. Seeing as how you did all the work of assembling the furniture, I feel like, you know, if it's worth X, you should get paid double X. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be a value for the labor that you put into that. It doesn't matter if you put it together wrong. And, and sure, you probably have some leftover pieces. That's just that's added value for the next customer. But as long as it's functional, as long as it holds your television or or your butt in the seat, whatever you got going on there, uh, I think you should make some extra coin off that when you sell it back to Ikea. Or if you still hold a little resentment from the whole process of putting your furniture together yourself, you could smash it into pieces, see if they'll buy it that way. Something tells me no. Anyway, whatever you decide, good luck with that. We only have one Ikea here. I don't know if this is what they do. Uh, For anyone listening outside of Washington State, we have exactly one Ikea in Washington State, and that is about a six-hour drive from where I'm at. Five, five and a half, something like that. And I don't think they ship things. Do they ship things? I think you have to pay someone else to, to deliver it to you if you buy from Ikea. Pretty sure. Don't quote me. But five and a half, six hours is a long way to drive for a piece of furniture. Like, you got to really want that thing. And nothing says I really wanted that thing. Like pulling into your driveway, taking the product in the house after a six-hour drive, <laughs> and then starting the assembly process. All right, Ian Bag on the way. This is an interview from my KZZU uh, archive. So this happened in what we now know was very early days of the pandemic. It was late spring of last year. Before we get there, though, it is time for headlines and punchlines. That's right, I'm calling it what it is. It's not just headline news, it's headlines and punchlines. And uh, you may have noticed Bernie memes are everywhere. I mean, they started right away and they just keep coming. And I guess they started getting old for some people right away who then declared themselves like the Bernie meme police, like the authority, like this has to stop now. 
But I say, let people have their fun. Who put you in charge of the Bernie memes? Anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, but you watched the inauguration, you no doubt saw Bernie Sanders bundled up for President Biden's inauguration wearing some mittens uh, that I know were handcrafted for him. I'm not sure if this woman has a store on Etsy. I just know she knew somebody that knew someone in Bernie's camp and said, get these to Bernie, and there he is wearing them. And they're like three, two or three years old. So that is some fine craftsmanship. Say what you want. But they're, they're surviving those cold Vermont winters year after year after year. Anyway, people uh, loved it, immediately started Photoshopping Bernie and his mittens, putting him on the subway, on the moon, sitting on the couch with the cast of Friends. Uh, I saw Bernie as the Princess Leia hologram shooting out of R2-D2 in Star Wars. And Bernie and his mittens reaching around Demi Moore. This was a video. Bernie and his mittens reaching around Demi Moore uh, in that pottery wheel scene from Ghost. (laughs) That was as disturbing as it sounds and also very funny. And also the local news here kept inserting Bernie into their, uh, I think it was the Friday evening newscast. Oh, and you know what else I saw? Someone has already created a, a hard enamel pin that you can order. You know, like the Disney pins almost? I don't know if you're a person that wears pins on their coat or jacket or whatever, uh, but there's there's already a Bernie and his mittens pin. Not even for pre-order. It sounds like they're ready to ship. How crazy is that? That happened fast. Uh, very impressive. Moving on, uh, there's a lawmaker in Oklahoma that has introduced a bill that would allow Bigfoot hunting in the state of Oklahoma. He says attracting Bigfoot hunters would be a boost to the local economy. And really, what's the worst thing that could happen by perpetuating a myth and telling people to bring their guns? He says there's some Bigfoot sightings in the area. They're handy. You got to get a license, but then you can go hunting all the Bigfoot that you want. It's real, I tell you. Saw it with my own eye. Used to have two eyes. Just the one now, but I still saw him. Uh, this story is probably going to make you yawn. If it doesn't make you mad, it's going to make you yawn. Tom Brady is oh, going to the Super Bowl oh, again. Yeah, this time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's good for them, kind of oh, for you. But, you know, even if you're kind of over seeing Tom Brady go to the Super Bowl, still ought to be a bucking good game. See what I did there? Do you like puns? There's more puns on the way with Ian Begg. First, though, showbiz news Hollyweird style. Chrissy Teigen was blocked by POTUS Donald Trump on Twitter four years ago, so she tweeted a request for the new president to follow her. She wasted no time doing that, and guess what? He did follow her. Followed her back. So I imagine uh, Chrissy Teigen DMing President Biden at 2 a.m. saying, you up? And then Biden says, Biden says, <clears throat> Biden says nothing because he's actually sleeping and not up tweeting all night. Guy has a lot of presidential things to do in the morning. Got some presidenting to do. But fun for her, he only follows 11 people or so currently, and she's the only one not affiliated with the White House. Here's some good news if you're a fan of G-O-T, talking big G, little O, big T. Game of Thrones, if you're a fan, there's a prequel on the way called Tales of Dunk and Egg. It's in early development at HBO. Uh, I don't know much of anything about Game of Thrones. Is Dunk and Egg like some kind of medieval waffle house? Is kind of what it sounds like to me. Sounds delightful, whatever it is. Uh, Alternative rock band The Flaming Lips played their first full space bubble concert 
This is a, a concert in a COVID-safe live event where everyone from the band to the audience, imagine if you will, everyone was in their own plastic bubble. There are photos of the event online. I'll put a link in the episode description. It, it kind of looked like a parking lot full of Jetsons cars. That's the image that I took away from it. All right, bringing it down, bringing it down, bringing it down. Larry King passed away over the weekend, the talk show host uh, whose career spanned radio, TV, and digital media. Got into the biz when he was a teenager, as it turns out. Former President Bill Clinton said, I enjoyed my 20-plus interviews with Larry King over the years. He had a great sense of humor and a genuine interest in people. He gave a direct line to the American people and worked hard to get the truth for them with questions that were direct but fair. Farewell, my friend. And Oprah was more concise. She simply tweeted, It was always a treat to sit at your table and hear your stories. Thank you, Larry King. King was married eight times to seven women, which is uh, eight times seven is 56. So he was married 56 times. I don't know why they didn't just say that. I never cared for math a whole lot. Also gone is legendary Baseball Hall of Famer Hammerin' Hank Aaron. And the governors of both Georgia and Alabama ordered flags to be flown at half-staff in his honor. And some fans have suggested a name change to honor the player from the Atlanta Braves, which, you know, a little problematic maybe in 2021, from the Atlanta Braves to the Atlanta Hammers. I don't know what you think of that. I think I have a way to make it work, though, if you're not so into it. Tweak it just a little bit and call them the Hotlanta Hammers. What do you think about that? I like it. I like it a lot. I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be cool if it happened, though. What, what a great way to honor uh, Hank, and uh, I think we'd get the support of the fans. Anyway, that's all that nonsense for right now. Coming up, the inaugural episode, The Maiden Voyage of Customer Support Theater. But first, from my KZZU archives, here's comedian Ian Begg, one of my favorites to see. Uh, he's a guy that you could go see. You, you could buy a ticket for every show when he's in your town. And you could go to every show and you would not see the same show. Not ever. He works with the crowd a lot. And I always say, it's like some people do that and it just seems like they don't have an act. And it can even make you a little anxious because you're just like, I don't think this is going anywhere. And you feel nervous for the performer. And you feel nervous for your wallet because you paid good money to see this. But Ian Begg delivers every time. And it's different every time. I don't know how to endorse him any better than that. Anyway, this is from spring of last year. So when we talk about COVID and some of the things associated with it, keep in mind that any numbers that we're talking about have skyrocketed since this interview took place. Without further ado, my favorite Canadian, Ian Beck. Every little tickle in your throat is concerning. Everybody you walk by at the store is concerning. Yeah. Uh, every time you come from outside to inside the house, you're concerned that you're bringing something in from out there. Yeah. Um, you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> I feel just, like every time I make a run for groceries or something, I yes. feel like I have to start the clock again, like the countdown. Exactly. You have to you have to clean everything as soon as you get back from the grocery store. And then you're, you're, you're frustrated the whole time you're in there because some people just don't get their, their spatial awareness. Right. You're just like, oh, what? <laughs> and, then, and then you see people doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing right now. And you're like, look, you're... You're costing me money. Get out of there. Right. Stop doing that. Yeah, exactly. So, and they don't get it at all. And you're like, Ugh, they're the ones that are going to get it, but not get any any side effects or or any symptoms and, and give it to somebody else. You right. know it. You just know they're going to give it to somebody else and they're not even going to feel it. It's like drinking and driving. I was just going to say that. 
Well, I, yeah, because the body's limp or whatever, and they never get yeah. hurt, but they... Cause, no, because you're a tool. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a tool, and, and you're just, uh, I got to drive. I right. can't get a ride from anybody else. I got to drive. I tr- so. It's almost like playing a, a video game, uh, trying to avoid elderly people in the grocery store. I really am trying, like, I've got my stuff. I just want to get to the checkout. Oh, no, there's, you know, there's an old person down this aisle. I'll go I'll go to the next aisle. Oh, my God, there's another. And it's like, oh, finally, a free aisle. Just let me get through this. Because, you know, they're looking at me like I'm a, a zombie or something almost. Yeah, like, yeah. They don't want to be anywhere near me. And I'm well, trying to respect I, that. I get all frustrated because you see them. They're, they're like, what are you doing here at noon? Didn't we agree that you guys were going to come here at 8 to 10 and then we were going to be all coming at noon? Like, just yeah. get out of here. What else did you have going on? <laughs> My God, <laughs> you're up. You got up at 4 a.m. to pee, and you haven't yes. been to bed since. So who you are had, you pulling? You had lunch at 6 a.m. <laughs> what are you doing here now? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. My, you know what? That works both ways, though. My dad uh, said that he went to the the senior shopping hour, and there were a bunch of young people in there by themselves, like not in groups, not with older people, just by themselves. So. Oh, I guess. It and works. I forgot. I forgot. I did. I did something dickish. I went out and bought a couple things today and I was like oh we're not supposed to go shopping the first three days of the month because that's when the WIC people get their money so I oh. felt bad I was like oh god yeah. I'm an ass too so. <laughs> we all are at some yeah. point we all are at uh, some point we're just all asses hence why we're out of toilet paper because we're all asses <laughs> <laughs> I love a good pun yeah. uh, bad puns are great too I just like funny Funny's funny Sonny's funny. Uh, Ian Begg, you're the world's greatest uh, improv comedian. I'm just saying that. Ooh. Oh, well, well I, mm, it's, yeah. a, it's end times, so I figure just let's just yeah. make it nobody so right is, now. Nobody else is going to take that because uh, everybody else is dead. <laughs> <laughs> who knew Who knew that Last Man on Earth on Fox was going to be a documentary? Oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like every... I went downtown in my in my city here of Spokane, which you're familiar with. You've been I here, and you also made trips here when you were young uh, mm-hmm. from Canada. Uh, and I went downtown, and part of me was like, I mean, we wanted to walk through the park. It's like, I'm tired of my neighborhood even. Let's just go to Riverfront Park, walk around. Uh, that'll be interesting. And uh-huh. there were other people exercising. Uh, but there were, there were also some sketchy individuals and I don't you know I almost feel bad saying that but it's it's like part of it was like I wanted to get you know I always thought oh, it'd be cool to have pictures of some of these things but there's there's always tourists by the red wagon there's always right. people wondering like what a great opportunity to just document the city yeah, and it's yeah. you know but <laughs> it was like escape from New York man it really it was, was that's what it, it was, felt like some dystopian I, Hollywood it, movie there, there's definitely some uh, some people that you haven't seen around before just wandering around right. <laughs> you're like and that's oh, all there yeah. was hikers and that that was all huh. well this is interesting the people from Tiger King are just walking around <laughs> so <laughs> have you watched Tiger King dude I, uh, I I watched it too early I watched it before the all the huff huff happened. So and I was just like I was weirded out about it, but didn't say anything because I was I was disturbed by it, so I didn't say anything. And then everybody else started talking about it. And I was like, Yeah, I know. Oh, thank God, I'm normal. <laughs> yeah. Why did he have a paramedics jacket on before the paramedics show up? <laughs> I haven't watched it, and my wife was concerned by this. I don't think she knew it was a true crime kind of documentary, so she might have changed her tune now. But she didn't like the whole 
inhumane to animals thing, obviously. She didn't want to support that. Should we be I don't watching think you're it? Supporting, I don't think you're supporting it by watching it. You're you're actually uh, supporting your theory by watching it. You know, your theory of the people that do this are ass is H-O-L-E. <laughs> you know, you're actually, yeah, people are like, oh, I didn't really like PETA before, but after seeing this, maybe PETA's got a point. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, so. sometimes, and that's the thing too. Like, I know that they can. I agree with them sometimes, and sometimes I think they're they're sending their message out maybe not the best way. It just as you get older, what blows your mind is you're like, oh, I thought zoos were government run. I didn't know it was just some meth head that had a couple extra bucks from somebody he killed and started a zoo. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're like, oh. Why does that guy with a pickup truck with four different tire brands on it have eight tigers and a lion and eight chimpanzees? It makes no <laughs> sense at all. You're like, okay, maybe we do need rules in America. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's a point. Maybe, maybe the NRA isn't our biggest problem. Maybe it's the tigers. And uh, you are. Now I'm going to have a coughing fit. It's not related. <clears throat> um, enjoy, enjoy. I, Get the phlegms out. I don't know what it is. It's happening every time I eat. I don't think that's uh, any kind of oh. symptom of COVID, but it's a weird dairy, thing for me. Dairy, dairy, when you eat dairy? Well, dairy and it, just about anything else, it just seems mm. to happen, and it's a new I, thing for me. Oh, enjoy it. Thank you. Enjoy, <laughs> um, enjoy it. <laughs> now I've lost my train of thought entirely. <laughs> That's okay. That's, that's that's a great that's a great interview with Ian Bag. When you don't remember your <laughs> your train of thought, you are doing well. My God, Tiger! You're talking Tiger King. You're talking PETA. We're talking coughing. We're talking uh, staying away from people in the grocery stores. Yeah. We're talking about people that aren't doing this and screwing up or things. Uh, I, I, I it drives me insane. I just don't don't believe that people don't. And and you know what drives me more insane is the conspiracy people that were like, there's going to be some sort of thing. Like they're already on to another conspiracy. They can't even tell us why this happened. They've already right. moved on. They've already moved on to 5g. And I'm like, can we stick with the conspiracy behind this? I'm just like, my God, you people. I there's know. A rubber and some people are just double. I mean, I don't know about the conspiracy people. That's a whole other, that's another subgroup, but there are people that were like, Oh, the flu kills more people. And, and technically oh. you're right, but the flu doesn't spread like this does, you know? Yeah. And the there's, there's like, I think a lot of those people are still doubling down on that, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, those people, I never get the flu and, and they're the same people that won't take a vaccine, but are wanting a vaccine just so we can get back to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, but yeah. I'm well, like... sure. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there, and I'm there's like... people that are saying that it's, you know, these stay at home orders, which Washington now we're, uh, being told to stay at home except you I mean we can leave the house to get things right um but for till may 4th i think the date is now so it's been I extended even, I, I really don't know how they i don't know why they're not just going instead of giving a date to give people hope and then to disappoint them just say until further notice stay home yeah until further notice i live at the beach right so because i'm better than most people yes but i are. live i live at the beach and we have signs saying beach closed and then people sunbathing on the beach two feet ahead of the sign. I'm just like, how did you miss the sign? And why did you think it doesn't involve you? Or did you think, when's, when's the beach closed? When's that start? It's not now. 
It's going to start. I better get my son in now. It drives me insane. Well, I oh. think about that with everything, honestly. I, I think about that with jaywalkers. That And I don't care if you cross the street. When there's no crosswalk around. It's automatically a crosswalk, right? I think that's that's the rule if it's a corner or Fair. whatever. But when there's one, <laughs> like yeah. if you're going to cross the street and then walk all the way down to where the crosswalk was anyway and pass it, like why didn't you just do that yeah, the normal yeah, way? Yeah. Why is this some weird kind of passive-aggressive rebellion? I don't... It's total It's total passive, uh, passive and just getting back at your parents or a teacher from yeah. when you were a kid. And, and I love people that get mad about rules, but they know that they exist. Like, okay, ow. Yeah, well, I'm going to do it. Well, I, you, you're busted for that. Well, I knew it, but I didn't want to do it. Well, right. now, you, now you can't complain about having to do the punishment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, yeah, you're going to lose $500 or whatever. Yeah. By the way, it's an outrageous is fine for jaywalking i have i've had one before i was just like what thank god i knew somebody in the police department and then took care of it (laughs) (laughs) you're like can we just invite you out to the beach house and make this go away guys can't you just you know come on let me tell a little jokey poo for you guys and we'll get back to (laughs) we'll get back to we'll get back to being on the other side of the street membership Uh, has its privileges coming up on the next episode of the daily detour ian uh, wonders what life will be like post-COVID, which sadly is still a question that we all have. We would have hoped that we would have been living in that future right now, but still anybody's guess. Once everybody has the vaccine, once everybody's lived through this and learned the lessons of this, how do we proceed going forward? That's the question on tomorrow's episode of The Daily Detour. Right now, it is time for the inaugural episode of Customer Support Theater. I just want to give you some idea of what I went through in my efforts to get HBO Max to my TV. So that's the deal. So HBO Max finally made a deal with, uh, we'll call it the device, so that I don't get sued. (laughs) HBO Max uh, finally made a deal with the device company that I was using. And, uh, you know, there's the big, ta-da, it's finally available. Yay. Yay, it's available. Whereas previously, I was having to cast HBO Max from my phone to my television. Doable. You might even say it's a first world problem to have to do that extra step. But when they say something is available, it's supposed to be available. But the deal was uh, I fired up HBO Max on my device and it automatically logged me in via my device and and not through the account I have uh, with my HBO provider. So in other words, there's two companies involved here and it was logging me into the wrong company, basically. First thing I actually did was uh, call up my provider, who we'll just say is very closely tied to the HBO family. And yet they were just, they were telling me, oh, that's, it's not available yet, but you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's available today. I knew more about their company's HBO Max goings on than they did. I was on hold for a while and then they came back and they said, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. You're right. So they weren't even, like, the information went out to the press and avid fans like me, you know, gobbled it up and knew about it, but they hadn't even floated that down the chain of command to their people that it was available on this day. So anyway, they couldn't help me. (laughs) Why would they be able to help me? So I, I tried the other company, my device company, my little streamer, who I will refer to as a widget from here on out. So we're dealing with widget and my provider. And I texted them, I need to log out of HBO Max with my widget email and log in with my provider email. But the app isn't letting me do that. Can you help? And then they replied, 
If I understood it correctly, you were trying to log out of your HBO Max subscription inside the widget. Wanted to log in directly to your provider. Of course I will help you, Dan. So they say, All you have to do is download the HBO Max app to your device. Can we try that? And I say, it's there, but it automatically logs me in with an incorrect email. And when I sign out, there's no option to log back in. So I launch the app again, and then I just go in circles. Oh, that sounds quite confusing. Can we try deleting the app and reinstalling it? I, I did that. <laughs> so then they say, I would highly suggest then that you contact your provider, and they will be the one who can best help you. Yeah, they were my first call. And then I took some very dumb advice because then the guy says that I should hit the subscribe button knowing it's the wrong email, knowing that I'm just going to end up with two HBO Max subscriptions now. So, But he's the customer support person. He's the, the help person. So I go along with it. And he says, you will not be double charged. So you're telling me to click subscribe. Yes. It's asking me for my widget pin. It sure looks like I'm going to be billed again. No, you won't. All right, hang on. As I've said a while ago. Getting snotty with me. As I've said a while ago, you can use your existing credentials to authenticate the HBO Max channel on the device. Which, does he need to be condescending? He's also wrong. So I launch it. It shows up as a charge right away. And he says, Your existing credentials to your provider will authenticate the HBO Max channel on the widget. And I say, not if I can't enter them. That's kind of the problem. That's why I'm contacting you. Is this a new person? No, it's still me. You weren't able to use your provider credentials? There's no place to enter them because when I launch the channel, it auto-fills with my widget email. Oh, that is going to be a problem. It's like who's on first. <laughs> I'm just going to skip ahead because the whole call took, oh my God, it took almost an hour. And we just kept going in circles. And then I think on his end, when, he, when it became clear he could not solve my problem, which I said, you better tell your higher-ups about. Like, don't just hang up on me like this wasn't fixed. Or at least this is not a non-event. I am like the front line of your next big problem because you're going to have so many people contacting you about this because your company has been making kind of a big deal about this for the better part of a year. Anyway, the most bizarre part of the conversation uh, came at the end. Once he decided he couldn't uh, help me, and you can tell my temperature has raised a little bit, uh, he decides to make small talk. <laughs> He goes, have you seen Raised by Wolves? No. No, I say. And I'm thinking, what is this crap? Is this, are you rubbing salt in the wind? Maybe I'd watch it if I could just watch it on my TV. But since I can't even get the app to run on my television. No, I haven't watched Raised by Wolves. I'm very selective about what I'm watching on my phone. Really? It's a good series. I recommend that to you. Okay, thanks. Sounds like we're done here, and I hope I get a charge of zero when I cancel the second HBO Max subscription that I initiated at your suggestion. Oh, you can contact us about that right away. We'll take care of it for you, sir, if it is a problem. No, and so I did, by the way. I had to. And that was a whole scene, too. Like, I had to dig up bills and account numbers. And they told you they wanted your bank Oh, yeah, they said they wanted my wife. Yeah, and they said they wanted my bank account information at one point. And I'm, this is not happening. I'm not giving you that. It was all very odd. Like, can't you just refund me the money? But because it's a new partnership or whatever, I guess it's just, it's a bunch of bureaucratic nonsense is what it is. And finally, on Friday of last week, so what, January 22nd? Something compelled me to try again with the HBO Max app, and it did indeed launch, and I was so happy. It felt like Christmas, ironically. Anyway, now you know the story. Was it worth the wait? I think I brought it up just before Christmas. 
I never said, I never promised it would be entertaining. Some things sound like a good idea in your head. Customer support theater, that's funny, that's genius. But in execution, you realize it's time to end the podcast. I'll see you tomorrow with more Ian Bag. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts. Music by Quickie. And I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hey!